welcome to episode 62 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about God of War and going back to the year 2005. At the time of recording, it is December the 1st, 2022. I am Ash the Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. How you doing over there? Good. Good. I got a cough drop because uh, I haven't been sleeping well, so uh, I might sound a little hoarse, but uh, <laughs> I'm, do- I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah, I did not sleep that well last night either, but I think it has to do with the fact that I just dropped my partner off at the airport and she's going to be gone for a week. I think that like affected my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. I mean, also mm-hmm. part of it was yeah. part of it was uh, my oldest cat just getting up in my face somewhere around 3 or 4 a.m. going, ah, <laughs> like right in my face. She's part Siamese, so she just, she lets it rip, and she's loud. <laughs> got it, got it. I had a, um, I had a ping for work that, that got oh. me like that, so my phone did kind of the same thing. That's terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it was totally needless too. So it was lovely, but that that wasn't last night. That was just the night before. But I can relate when my partner, for some reason, when she's not there, like let's say she stays up extra late or pulls an all nighter or something, I will wake up at some point in the night and be like, and freak out. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh my god, where are you? Yeah, what what happened? Where did you go? Uh, something has happened clearly, but but uh, you get used to it after a couple of days. Um, so. Yeah. Hang in there. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I sleep better tonight. Yeah. I'm looking Fingers forward. crossed. Hopefully you won't hear too much yawning on the microphone. So. All right. Well, we'll do what we can to not talk endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> Though I have a couple things I want to say before we go into the news. Um, so the world cup, I've been watching it. I watched the, the second half of the Japan and Spain match today. Mm. Oh, my God, Japan won, and it was like, there was one of the craziest, most intense, like, goals that I was able to witness. Like, I, I, I get it now. I really get, like, soccer or football or whatever your country calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, oh, it's so fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I mean, um, I don't recall, like, I, I feel like I've, I'm recalling the Olympics. I don't recall that Japan is usually very competitive, but, um, Germany just got knocked out. Wow. Like Germany's knocked like they're, they're in the first like groups right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like I, I'm learning more about the world cup as I'm watching it, but, um, yeah, I watched it. I really watched it for the first time like four years ago, um, with a a, a common friend. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, so he really explained the rules to me. I understood it. I started playing like FIFA a little bit to also have a better understanding of the game. So you watched anyway, Ted Lasso, <laughs> exactly. And it's it's been yeah, it's just been so much fun to watch. And uh, the U.S. isn't doing too bad. Uh, U.S. beat Iran um, yesterday, and I think they're actually playing at like 6 a.m. our time on Saturday morning. Oh, wow. Um, I'm considering getting up to watch it, but we'll see. We'll see how I sleep tomorrow night. Yeah. A friend of mine said, sometimes, you know, the second half is is uh, is the one you want to watch. It's the one that counts, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. I guess there hadn't been a 
ton or I don't know. I, I didn't see the first half of the game today, but it at, like the commentators are like, the second half is really where things took off in this match. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I've been watching a lot of games, um, you know, sign up for a trial of YouTube TV and probably going to sub to it for a month because the world cup lasts for just shy of a month. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I like YouTube TV. It's yeah. You know what? It is actually pretty cool. I've never used it before. Um, and I got to say, if you're going to have a cable streaming type service, it's not bad, Yeah. especially if you're a T-Mobile customer, you get 10 bucks off, uh, your bill for a year. And then I think it re I think it renews every year. So you still mm. continue to get 10 bucks off. But oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway. It's, um, I like the like sort of unlimited DVR and I like that I can just you know, to hit record on a few shows that I like. And then whenever I want to go back to it, there's like a handful of episodes that I can watch. So yeah. it's always recording. Um, and I, I did also to slightly digress. Mm -hmm. uh, I did discover MTV classic. Ooh. And I caught a couple blocks of like eighties and nineties music videos. Uh huh. I will miss that when I'm not paying for YouTube TV <laughs> in less than a month from now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to get my fill, putting some music videos on like some nineties videos, uh, during the day while I'm working. Is but. there a tagline like MTV, how you remember it <laughs> <laughs> or when it was I good? Mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when MTV there should played be. music. <laughs> yeah. When, when MTV played music. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so, and then we also, we also had Thanksgiving since the last time we recorded. Anything notable you want to talk about from your Thanksgiving holiday? Uh, we got together with my partner's family and did a little Thanksgiving potluck. So nice. that was good. I provided a turkey <laughs> and I carved the said turkey, which was messy, but it was satisfying. So nice. Cool. Um, not really, not really. And you know, before you ask it, I know I did not buy anything on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or anything oh, like that. I wasn't so. even going to ask. Yeah. And that I, didn't I had, even occur to me. I had some coworkers say, what'd you get? What'd you get? I'm like, I stuck my head in the sand is what I did. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't buy anything for, uh, for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, any of that. I did though get something unrelated to those specific days, but like mm -hmm. an early Christmas present for myself. I got the green light to get a Xbox Series X. Hey. So I got one of those now. And yeah. uh, you'll see how it's influenced what I've been playing recently. <laughs> so um, we're going to have to get together and argue about which, uh, which console is better, the Xbox Series X. That's right, everybody. PS5. This is the last episode of the show. We can no longer be friends. <laughs> I got a Series X. Andy's got a PS5. It's done. That's it. It's either that or, or we're just going to spend the whole show arguing about which one is <laughs> superior and how the other one is inferior. Or we could just blow everyone's minds and go, yeah, they're both great systems. Yeah, <laughs> really, <laughs> really. And, um, you know, if like, it wasn't a gift, I probably would have, if for my money, I would have bought an Xbox, but I'm very happy with my PS5. Hey, dude, <laughs> so, I would love, I would be thrilled if I received a PS5 as a gift. Yeah, it, it was like one of those things where I like had a hesitation. I'm like, wait, do I want to keep this? And um, I am so glad. I'm so happy. I love like, it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Anyway, um, it, for, for reasons which I will talk about later, but uh, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the size revision. 
I got the, I got to get the slim. Yeah. No, I don't believe it. It's got to fit yeah. over next to me. And that <laughs> that big honking thing would not fit over here. Yeah, you took the measurements. It, it actually literally... It literally work. will not fit in my new setup. So. Well, I mean, you got to do what the real, you know, Sony fanboys do. And they, they get a, a, a cabinet, a glass cabinet to go in the middle of the living room and just have this monolith, you know, to, <laughs> a monument to the PS5 and its greatness. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> um, and then one last thing is we also saw each other the day before Thanksgiving and saw the Book of Mormon. Yeah, we're going way out of order, I guess. <laughs> no, we're not way out of order. It's just since we were talking about buying stuff, figured yeah, I'd throw yeah, out the, my Series X. Yeah, that was my first time experiencing anything related to Book of Mormon, so that was cool. Yeah, it was my second time going, and uh, it's still just as funny as the first time I saw it. And, you know, somehow if if you don't know what the Book of Mormon is, because it's high probability, because I, I feel like I had to kind of explain it to a handful of people. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a couple of people. Like, my partner was like, I, what is what is that? I have no idea. Oh, okay. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah, Book of Mormon is a play that was uh, written by uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. I believe they co-developed it. And... Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure they wrote it together. Yeah, it, it's it's a musical. It's a Broadway musical um, about Mormonism, I guess. <laughs> kind yeah. of. It's kind of, and it's a, uh, it, it's kind of fun, you know. And, I mean, you know, it's it really it follows two two young Mormon men going on their mission, mm-hmm. and they get assigned to Uganda. And this was written back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So I I was hearing, I guess that there's like nowadays there's not as much context for people like mm-hmm. like uh, cuz there re- there really was a lot that was going on in the world regarding or I guess not, not not in the world but in in the news regarding like things that were happening in Uganda at the time yeah. so i think that's also why they focused like uh, the mission on that particular country yeah um but anyway and, you know, I, I think, um, you know, though it is very uh, comedic and pokes a lot of fun at the Mormonism and the Mormon church. I didn't, I was, and it's very much an adult yeah. <laughs> themed event. You know, it's not something you bring your kids to. Um, but I also didn't think it was incredibly insulting to Mormonism no, either, you know, no, and that's, that's it, what I thought it was going to be. And it wasn't. And I, I was like, I was kind of impressed about that. Yeah, it it definitely like it definitely pokes fun, but it's it's not like downright offensive and it's never I don't know. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're being total like jerks. Yeah, yeah. Just in it. It's just yeah. like this is this is kind of like this is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, it's I I I, I wouldn't I don't know. Personally, I don't, I don't think it's offensive, but I am also not Mormon. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I true. found it was rather entertaining, but I am also a fan of South Park and what Matt Stone and Trey Parker do in general. Yeah. I mean, there have been a few times, you know, in, in South Park episodes where I have felt offended by them, but I know that their, their goal is to offend everybody and nothing is sacred. Yeah. So I respect the fact that I have been offended by watching that show. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of what they're poking fun at is, you know, kind of America and 
culture, which is a culture that they are a part of. So it's kind yeah. of, yeah, kind of inward focused in a way. So, but anyway, great musical. The, yeah. the music was fantastic. The acting was uh, also fantastic mm-hmm. and uh, overall very nice time. Yeah, I would say so. All right. Well, that's, that's all the, the preamble I've got. Anything else from you before we talk about the news? Um, no. All right. <laughs> well, I was really excited about the, this particular news item when I saw it. Mm-hmm. So headline here, Starship Troopers Extermination is a 12-player co-op FPS coming next year. Uh, and that is a title from this Game Informer article. And so it's it's a up to 12-player cooperative with four-player squads. And oh, okay. did you ever see Starship Troopers? You know, I haven't. Um I probably should. I, I, I want to. It's you know, it's it's a it's a campy, like, alien action movie that's kind of silly, but I don't know, man. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved it when I went and saw it in the theaters whenever it came out, and I I mean I own I own the movie in my iTunes library. It's something I go back and watch uh, probably every couple of years at least. And uh, I am excited. I'm looking forward to this. I mean, it basically, I don't know, it's like up to a 12-player Left for Dead type experience where everyone's cooperating mm-hmm. and you're trying to keep the bugs away from your base. I dig it. Yeah, and I, I kind of like what they've done with the visuals because something about it, um, like... Something about it looks like the guns and weapons and armor looks very like 80s movies prop, I guess, in a way, or uh, 90s. Sorry if, if I'm getting that wrong. No, it is, it is 90s, but yeah, I mean, you know, it looks like what that movie looked like. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's what I think is, is cool about it. Um, and, and yeah, so I know I have some possibly some friends that might be listening to this episode right now that are actually pretty excited about this because they like starship troopers. So, um, and probably incredibly disappointed that I haven't really seen the movie, but yeah, like, like some of the enemies remind me of like Starcraft CGI, like cutscenes, And I just, I think yeah. that's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah, man, you should definitely see, uh, you should definitely see the movie. Yeah. The only good bug is a dead bug. <laughs> um, and then it didn't say anything about. Uh, did we? Did we mention a release date? Um, I don't think there is a specific date. Oh, and the movie came out in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was way um, off. Eighties. Let's see. Yeah, I do not see. Mm, no, I don't see uh, a date. Yeah. But it's saying, while well, waiting for Extermination to hit Steam early access next year, check out oh, mm. Game Informer's Top 10 Shooters Play right now. Yeah, you can do that too, because there's going to be a link to this article. So if you okay. want to know what they have to say, go check it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just realized, I'm like, hey, this kind of reminds me of Deep Rock Galactic in a weird way. So it, Yeah, it, it actually, uh, I, I would say that there's probably a lot in common with it as well, you know, minus the mining. No rock and stone. No rock and stone. <laughs> Can I get a rock and stone? <laughs> rock and stone. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Um, next story. We've got uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's third wave of DLC. I feel like it's been like a probably a year of them rolling out DLC at this point. Um, yeah, I think they started sometime this spring and they they intend to finish all of the DLC by the end of 2023. Yeah. Um, so it, I guess because I stopped here. So the, um, the third wave of DLC adds Mary mountain and peach gardens next month. Um, um, I'm trying to, okay. Y- yeah. I'm, I'm watching the trailer right now. I'm like trying to recognize some of these tracks. I don't recognize oh. Mary mountain by its name. Yeah. So Mary mountain, I believe is from Mario Kart tour. Uh, okay. uh, these are, these are for the rock cup and the moon cup and a little bit further down in the game informer article, it shows, um, all of the tracks that are coming. Okay. Yeah. I hope, um, oh, another rainbow road, 3ds rainbow road. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that the visual quality is up to, up to standards. I know a lot of people kind of give it grief. I, I still think it, you know, playing Mario Kart, um, you know, like on, on like my 4k big screen TV still looks really good. Like it's, yeah. it's, I, I can't really tell that it's not 4k. <laughs> so, um, and I don't know, it, and it just runs so smooth and everything. So it I does. don't know why I'm really complaining about anything about visual quality, but um, yeah, I think it looks really good. Um, it looks like out of the eight courses, three of them are Mario Kart tour courses, uh, there's GBA Boo Lake, uh, Tour London Cup, 3DS Rock Rock Mountain, Wee Maple Treeway, and then Tour Berlin Byways, DS Peach Gardens, Merry Mountain, as you mentioned before, and then also, actually, as you mentioned before, 3DS Rainbow Road. So how many Rainbow Roads does that make it that we have in oh. Mario Kart 8 at this point? So at launch, it came with three, right? <laughs> like... Because we had maybe I think so. We had the original. Um, I think the N sixty four one was there, and then uh, the, then they had like sort of the Mario Kart eight version where it's like one long track. Yeah, and then we also have SNES Rainbow Road. Yeah, and do we have another Rainbow Road? I thought I it was know. just the three. Okay, well then we may have four. We may. We will now have enough, if we didn't already, to play a full four-course Rainbow Cup. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be amazing. That that's what they should do. Is well, I guess in in multiplayer you can kind of choose your own cup. You can choose four courses and exactly. But I was really hoping that they were going to have a Rainbow Cup that was like four Rainbow Roads all yeah. in one, but. At the same time, that wouldn't necessarily be that much fun to play that cup. So I do understand why they are like separating them. It would be kind of cool to see if there was like, if they had playlists where you can say all the 3DS courses and all the, you know, yeah, DS courses or something. I don't know. Just a little trip down memory lane. If you're feeling nostalgic for those games. Can't wait to play Mario Kart DS one of these days, but, <laughs> but we got, we got to get through double dash first. Yeah. Did that come out before DS? I, I we believe got... so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll find out sometime. We'll find <laughs> out eventually. Yeah. It'll be a surprise. Uh, all right. Well, anything else on the Mario Kart tracks? That's all I got. 
All right, and then uh, our final news article here from Polygon. The Xbox 360's white gamepad is coming back for modern systems. Hyperkin, the same folks who gave us the Duke tribute, announced the Xeon. Sorry, mm. Xenon, not Xenon, not Xeon. Um, yeah, it's a Xbox 360 controller with the uh, menu and share button and options button that a... I guess Xbox series controller has. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it looks like an Xbox 360 controller and it's, it, so you will have to play it wired. It is not a wireless controller. Ooh. It apparently uses USB C, mm-hmm. um, but it will be compatible with Xbox one and Xbox series consoles and uh, PC of course. Yeah, I, I only, we only have one kind of very basic snapshot here, but it looks like there's some maybe some port on the bottom, maybe. So maybe you can plug a headset in there or something as well. I mean, I wonder if it supports the chat pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, these guys. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, I my My curiosity is peaked. If this actually, like, feels good to use. Mm-hmm. I would probably get this just for for funsies. I do have I do have the Hyperkin Duke, and yeah. mm. it is actually really cool with its little LCD screen in it that shows the Xbox startup animation when you plug it in. Yeah, that that one is really cool. If I could go back, I probably would have picked that one up. I, I think you can still buy them okay. like at not scalper prices. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Because. Um, because that controller, I do like. It is very. It's it's a different way to play. Yeah, um, the only thing that I can't get used to is the like the little clear and the little black button that's supposed to be like uh, the RB and LB buttons. Uh-huh. But there are tiny oh. uh, RB and LB buttons like up on the the shoulders of the controller as well. They just don't stick out. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, um, it's like when you play it to a lesser degree, it's like when we play super Nintendo games or, or original Nintendo games using those, uh, Nintendo official re-releases of the NES and SNES controllers. So it's kind of like if you're playing a backwards compatibility title, you, you kind of want the controller to just get the, yeah. the full experience, right? Yeah. As, as soon as soon as I like plugged this in and used it, it was like, I got to fire up Halo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was the funny thing with this. Um, like, I think the clear button did your flashlight and the black button was your grenade or something like that or switched your grenade. Yeah, or, something like that. Yeah. I, I, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. It was fun. Good, good times. I like to call it the hamburger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's a it's a big hamburger controller. All right. Well, anything else on those before we go and talk about God of War? I'm curious. I'm wondering if you if you have like a wired Xbox 360 controller and you plug it into an Xbox One, what happens? Or an Xbox Series? Nothing. Nothing? Ah, okay. No, No, it's not going to recognize. Okay. Like anything, anything that's wired 360 does not work with the exception of like rock band drums, but then that requires the 
adapter that was originally $30 that now sells for over $1,000. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, to my knowledge, those are the only wired 360 accessories that'll work on uh, Xbox One or newer. And it, you know, it does require that special little piece of plastic that now costs more than two Series X's. All right, but that's that's all I got. Okay, well, should we get the heck out of here? Should we get in that time machine? Let's get in the time machine. Let's do it. Let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived. It is March the 22nd. The year is 2005. And that I'm going to, again, I'm going to say it's a Zune because it, for some reason it cracks me up to say a Zune is playing something. <laughs> Number one, so the Zune <laughs> connected to a speaker system <laughs> is uh, playing the number one song today in the U.S., which is Candy Shop from 50 Cent. Mm. And then uh, now that, that song is wrapping up, it is starting to play the number one song of the U.K. today, which is... This is the way to Amarillo from Tony Christie featuring Peter Kay. I didn't listen to this. Are you listening to this right I now? I am. I am listening to this and it's a, it's a, it's a song. <laughs> it's a song. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa there. Yeah. Calm down with that glowing endorsement. Yep. It's a, it, it, it's music. There is singing. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a song that came out. In, in 2005, uh, in 2005, it kind of, it, it seems like an 87 song or something like that. I don't, I don't know. So by 87, you really mean the late nineties. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just basing it off of your, uh, your previous mention of starship troopers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, other things happening this month in March of 2005, March the 14th, 20th Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees were Buddy Guy, The OJs, The Pretenders, Percy Sledge, U2, Frank Barcelona, and Seymour Stein. March 24th, U.S. version of The Office, created by Rick Gervais and Stephen Merchant, developed by Greg Daniels, starring Steve Carell and John Krasinski, premieres on NBC. Man, probably best month ever. <laughs> Beginning of The Office. Yeah. Um, March 25th, American actress Jennifer Aniston, age 36, files for divorce from actor and film producer Brad Pitt, age 41, due to irreconcilable differences after four and a half years of marriage. March the 26th, the Doctor Who returns to BBC TV after 16 years of the debut of Christopher Eccleston as the ninth Doctor and Billy Piper as Rose. See, what a great month mm -hmm. so far. We got The Office, we got Doctor Who coming back. Oh, and then, hey, I didn't watch the show, but I know a lot of people did. March 27th, TV medical drama Grey's Anatomy, created by uh, Chandra Rhimes, starring Ellen Pompeo and Sandra Oh, debuts on ABC. Movies released this month include Zodiac, Killer, Alien Invasion, The Ring 2, Lies My Mother Told Me, The Pacifier, and Side Effects. Music release this month includes Silent Alarm from Block Party, The Massacre from 50 Cent, No Wow from The Kills, uh, the, the Bravery from The Bravery. That is a great album, by the way. If anyone listening wants some, like, very, I guess, period-specific type of indie rock, 
listen to the bravery listen to that album i still listen to the to it to this day it's so good um anyway <laughs> easy beat from dr dog lost and found from will smith human after all from daft punk Puero from beck which oh my god what an album as well um <laughs> Back when I back when I worked at the uh, biggest coffee chain in the world, this is the album that I put on repeat because we still were able to control our music. We had an old store. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see, Francis the Mute from the Mars Volta and Lullabies to Paralyze from the Queens of the Stone Age. So I owned one of these albums and purchased it at launch. Can you tell? Can you? I give you one guess. Let's see. My guess was fifty cent. That's correct. The massacre. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very... This this month I got lullabies to paralyze. I got Wedo from Beck, and also the bravery. Uh, but I did listen to that Block Party album, and I've never listened to Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. If I'm being totally honest. Yeah, you probably have it. That, that song so. Candy Shop, I don't know what it sounds like. I'm yeah. sure I do. Like if I heard it, I'd be yeah. like, oh, this song. But off the top of my head, I have no idea. Yeah. I'll take you to the candy shop. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing the rest, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll well, I, I should have listened to it. But anyway, all right. Last thing about setting the stage of of what other things are going on. Video games released this month include Mortal Kombat Deception, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, and Judge Dread. Dread versus Death for the GameCube. Then we have Star Wars Republic Commando, Driver 3, and The Matrix Online for the PC. Oh man, The Matrix Online. I wanted to play that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Phantom Dust and Iron Phoenix for the Xbox. And then we have Devil May Cry 3, Dante's Awakening, MLB 2006, Musashi Samurai Legend, and Dynasty Warriors 5 for the PS2. And then we saw multi-platform releases such as Dragon Ball Z Sagas, Time Splitters Future Perfect, Mm. Super Monkey Ball Deluxe, Cold Fear, and Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. A lot of stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. I can't believe Driver. Th- I if you would have asked me, I would have said Drivers Three was probably two thousand and three. But you know, it might have been two thousand and three on console. But that yeah. this was the PC release for it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it just seemed earlier to me because I was like, I was playing that on the PS One. Like <laughs> that was well, a simultaneous release on the PS Two and PS One. Wait, really? Driver yeah, I two? know. It, dri- driver. I mean, sorry, Driver Three. Because yes. I have one and two on the PlayStation. Yeah. They made the they put one. three on the original. Yep. <laughs> I mean that you know what that that makes me think of how I didn't realize that uh, Tony Hawk three and four were also released on the PlayStation one. Yep. It's like what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the that's the one I used to joke was drive three year because they replaced the e with the <laughs> drive <yeah>. three year. <laughs> um, I'm check my source. PlayStation 2 wasn't listed on okay I might I might be wrong I'll have to I'll have to look at that but um but what about but what about God of War That's a good question that's a that's a excellent yes um we're going to talk about uh the history here but first as mentioned previously released on March 22nd 2005 it is playable on PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PS5. Um, 
I think PS4 is, I think that's cloud streaming only. I think that's the only way to play that game. Yes, it's PS4 and 5 via, sorry, I was was including the two of them together. I maybe didn't do my punctuation properly. No, that's all right. I just like stopped mid-sentence. I'm like, I'm going to add a correction here, but it says right next to it via PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus Platinum Streaming. (laughs) So that was my bad. So no worries. Um, so as for the history, uh, Sony's Santa Monica studio began development of God of War in 2002 under the working title Dark Odyssey and unveiled it two years later at the uh, Sony Computer Entertainment America Santa Monica Gamers Day 2004. Game director and creator David Jaff said that while the idea for God of War was his own, the concept owed a debt to Capcom because he had played Animusha and said, let's do that with Greek mythology. Wait a second. Does Animusha feel like God of War yeah, in I gameplay? I, I've never played it. So <sighs> if it does, I'm sorry. I slept on Animusha as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, th- hey, there are more shows to do. So exactly. Um, he uh, was inspired in part by the 1981 film clash of the Titans saying the real high concept uh, for me was merging it with heavy metal magazine. Nice. (laughs) Uh, He said he liked both the kids stuff with Greek mythology and you know, everything, everything just works better when you merge it with heavy metal. Right. So, (laughs) um, and the idea of adding more adult themes such as sex and violence and that they did, uh, <laughs> that they did, which <laughs> caught me by surprise. <laughs> um, I'm going to just say anyway, <laughs> the development team gave themselves lots of freedom to modify the myths. And Jaff said they took the coolest aspects of the subject and wrote a story using those elements. Director of visual development and lead concept artist Charlie Wen drew inspiration from classics like Clash of the Titans as well as more contemporary films such as Gladiator. Uh, Are you not entertained? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For tonal inspiration to lead visual design of Kratos, other characters, and the world of God of War. The game uses Santa Monica's Connecticut engine, which they developed for their previous game, Connecticut, in 2001. For God of War, Jaffe said that his that said that the creative team's goal was to make the player feel brutal, letting their inner beast free and just going nuts. He also said that the game's combat system would have an unparalleled degree of freedom. The team designed the two systems of combat, a macro system which gives players the choice between normal combat, magical attacks, or using the quick time event feature to kill a foe, and a micro system where players press a sequence of buttons to perform different attacks. The developers said that there would be 15 to 25 different attacks uh, with the player's main weapon in the final game, with a freeform combo system that would allow players to combine moves in almost any order. The gameplay was described as merging the action of Devil May Cry with the, with the puzzle solving of Eco, and that players would be able to sunder enemies with a single move, <laughs> such as ripping them in half. Santa Monica designed different types of puzzles for the game, including self-contained ones that incorporate up to three rooms of the game and global puzzles that spread across four or five areas. Jaffe compared the game 
uh, as far it compared the game to the popular Prince of Persia series, which also incorporates puzzle and platforming elements, and said that while each puzzle in that series is a slight variation of the last, each puzzle in God of War is its own beast. According to Eurogamer, the gameplay of the uh, sorry, according to Eurogamer, the gameplay of the Strider arcade franchise was also a vital influence on God of War. Sony gave Jeff nearly complete creative control to develop the game on his terms with a substantial buffet budget, excuse me. And, um, <clears throat> I always said Jeff with a small soft E. I don't know which, have you heard Jaffe before? I'm not- I, I've, so I've heard people call him David Jaffe. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, so I don't know if it's right. <laughs> okay. So, all right. It's just I what just... I think I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I've, I guess I've always mostly read it, Jeff, but well, hey, and, we'll, and, we'll just say it both ways. <laughs> but, but, but also to argue the case of Jeff E is mm-hmm. so my favorite musician, Josh Hami, H O M M E, I thought was hum or oh, home, like okay. in French, but. I then heard him correct somebody and say, no, it's Hami, like mommy. <laughs> wow. Okay. 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 So, so that's also why I lean into Jaff E. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of correction that you've made before. Um, so yeah, I might just switch it up and <laughs> go both ways and we'll just see what happens here. Yeah, whatever. So Jaffe wanted to make the game out of passion, not fear. And it would be a game that Jaffe as a game player would want to play. Jaffe said that the 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark also inspired the development of God of War. He wanted lots of inspiration. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he wanted to make uh, players feel like, He felt as a child watching the film, but did not want to put the player in the role of an adventurer, referencing the Legend of Zelda games. He elaborated that God of War was designed to be simplistic and forward-moving, but the game was not innovative or unique, and that was intentional. Uh, Jaffe said that their system was shallow, and it forced the team to constantly create new content to trapeze uh, the player from one area Uh, of interest to the next. He said he understood modular game design, the need to have great looking high detail levels without having to build and texture every minuscule piece of the environment. But he was going to get bored if they did not step outside of those boundaries. Javi confirmed the game would be a cinematic presentation. He said that at the 2004 Electronic Entertainment Expo, or E3, they got to see where the players were having issues with the camera system and said, we're doing extensive focus tests and using data compiled from E3 to find and fix the problem areas of the cameras. He said that he had confidence that the team would fix the problems before the game's release. However, he said, if players hate cinematic camera systems, nothing we can do, (laughs) sorry, nothing we can do will help you like the God of War cameras. Uh, For about three months during early development, Jaffe had seriously considered doing the game from the first person perspective. Huh. The consideration came from the the Dreamcast game, uh, Machin X, as he said, it was one of the few games where I saw melee combat done well in a first person perspective. After seeing presentations of Eco and Devil May Cry at the Dice Summit in Las Vegas, Jaffe and lead programmer Tim Moss ultimately decided to focus on third on the third person camera as Jaffe felt the first person view would not have the kind of emotion and combat and character building that I was hoping to do. 
As for the reception, God of War received universal acclaim, according to review aggregator Metacritic. Tom Lane of CNN wrote, God of War is the type of game that makes you remember why you play games in the first place. He said it is addictive and the action is balanced with a modest amount of puzzle and platforming elements. He praised how it progresses and said it is one of the most violent games on the market. That that tells me they weren't playing a lot of games. <laughs> there's definitely more violent games than that at this time. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Raymond Padilla of GameSpy said that the gameplay is excellent and has some of the goriest, most exaggerated, and over-the-top violence I've ever seen. They never played Kingpin on PC <laughs> um, or Soldier of Fortune. Anyway, he praised the combo system for being generous uh, with players easily able to execute attack combinations, but added it can challenge players who throw themselves into the system. Chris Sell of Pal... Palgan, P-A-L-G-N, wrote that the most enjoyable aspect of the combat is its simplicity. He said that the quick time events are superbly enjoyable, highly satisfying, and the most entertaining uh, during boss fights. In regards to combining combat with platforming, Cell said uh, God of War pulls it off perfectly. It's interesting because uh, games didn't really have the quick time events at this point. Um, Like... I think God of War was one of the ones that like sort of made it famous and then everyone started doing it. And then and now everyone, everybody hates them. Yeah. Everybody hates them. But I don't know, going back, I, I was like, this isn't bad. Like, I don't think it asks at most, it would ask for three inputs at any given time, really, you know, whether there, there were some bigger enemies that it was more than that. It was like a sequence of like mm-hmm. five to eight things sometimes. Uh-huh. Hmm. Um, so I would sometimes avoid doing those. Oh yeah. And I'm just yeah, like, no, I'm just like, my blades are powerful and up. I'm just going to beat the crap out of you and not grapple you and do the QTEs with you. Yeah. The, the worst one for me was the Minotaurs because you have to smash the circle button uh, and I could almost never mash it hard enough and it would yeah, make my thumb hurt. I, so. <laughs> I, always, I always had to like, act. so I always had to put the controller down on my leg yeah. and then use my index finger <laughs> yeah. to mash on the circle button. Yeah. No fun. Yeah. Um, anyway. So I just thought, thought I'd call that out because it's like they were novel at this point. When they were yes. The, people were not yet sick of quick time event in uh, combat. Lane uh, said, the, um, did you explain who Lane is? I guess not. Uh, Lane said that the story is compelling while Cell stated that it is well laid out and rarely stalls. Uh, Padilla oh, Tom, wrote, Tom Lane is of CNN from the first thing. Oh, he's from it. CNN. That's why That's why he said it's one of the most violent uh, games on the market. It makes sense. Yeah. The guy from CNN doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Padilla wrote, um, God of War is the best thing to happen in, to Greek mythology uh, since Harry Hamlin played Pegasus, Pegasus, Perseus excuse me, in Clash of the Titans. He praised the sound as very strong, but felt that some of the voice acting and music tracks are overstated. Christian Reed of Eurogamer said the audio is a stunningly evocative example of a well-judged dramatic soundtrack and thunderous effects. Cell stated the graphics are quite possibly the best on PS2 and rival games on the Xbox. He said that the character models are excellent and each level has its own distinctive feel. Eric 
Blatberg of the PlayStation Universe praised the graphics for being seamless, realistic, and capable of being able to run at 480p on a widescreen television. He said that the textures are great, and the environments are stunning and unbelievably detailed. Uh, let's see, some Mike of Games Radar noted the amount of detail elaborating that as a consequence of the aging hardware of the PS2, the graphics occasionally stutter or even slow down. I didn't really notice that, and I played it on my PS2. Mm. Uh, he still gave the game a perfect score, concluding these problems are minor next to God of War's creative design, riveting plot, and sheer balls-out fun. One of the best action titles on the PS2, God of War stands out as an ultra-violent masterpiece. Um, did you find the widescreen and 480p settings in this pause menu? I didn't even go for that. I just played it in 4.3. Oh, okay. Hmm. I yeah. didn't I didn't even look into it. <laughs> yeah, I I think they're um um playing so I, I played it on the Steam Deck emulated basically. Yeah. And it um it already had a widescreen hack, so widescreen actually messed it up. <laughs> so like I had to keep widescreen off, but I found 480p when I was on the last boss battle of the game, and I was like, oh, this makes the game look so much better. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I was playing it with a SCART cable connected to my RetroTINK. Okay. So it might have already been at 480, but if it wasn't, it still oh, looked really nice. Yeah, yeah, it, that would that would definitely clean things up. So yeah, I don't I don't think the RetroTINK necessarily handles for 480 p better so you're better off just running at 40 i i think i think um well it 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 at least it upscales everything to 1080 for me it oh, just okay. it just still kept everything in uh 4.3 okay got it uh cell said god of war has very few flaws and the only one worth mentioning is the camera system. He said, although the cameras do a great job of following Kratos, there are a fair few annoying moments when you're attacked by something off screen or you fail to make a jump because you couldn't really see the jump properly. Other minor complaints from Cell include its lack of replayability, the amount of time it takes to upgrade items, and the final fight with Ares, which he said is a little disappointing. Reed wrote that a few notable occasions he found. Uh, in a few notable occasions, he found that some of the platforming balancing acts are a little bothersome. He said players may be overwhelmed by the number of enemies, but they will eventually get their brain and reactions in gear and move on to the next gripping section and feel hugely satisfied. And as far as a general overview of the game, uh, God of War is a third-person single-player action-adventure video game with hack-and-slash elements viewed from a fixed camera perspective perspective uh the player controls the character kratos in combat sorry combo based combat platforming and puzzle game elements and battles greek mythological foes that include undead soldiers harpies minotaurs medusa and the gorgons cyclopses wraith sirens uh centaurs cerberuses and boss opponents the hydra and a giant minotaur known as pandora's guardian platforming Platforming elements require the player to climb walls and ladders, jump across chasms, swing on ropes, and balance, er, and balance across beams to proceed through some sections of the game. Some puzzles are simple, such as moving a box so that a player can use it as a jumping off point across a pathway, or sorry, to 
Two access a pathway unreachable with normal jumping, but others are more complex, such as finding several items across different areas of the game to unlock one door. So, um, I mean, this is where I'm a little torn too, because I saw that there was a, there was a plot here thing, but it, it, I, I read it on Wikipedia. I actually took a look at it and it was kind of a long sort of like spoon feeds you the whole story, but I guess sort of the basic premise is, you know, uh, Kratos is, uh, sort of a servant of, of the gods and you're sort of, um, uh, Kratos has a reason to take revenge, uh, because he was sort of tricked into, uh, sort of uh, murdering his own family. <laughs> yeah, that was really messed up. Yeah. Like, you know, he he's in this position because he's he's in battle and about to be killed and he calls out to the god of war, Ares, mm-hmm. and says, "Hey, if you help me out, I pledge myself to you." Mm-hmm. And Ares is like, "Cool, man." Your soul is mine. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, then Kratos becomes crazy, like powerful and amazing. And then, yeah, like you said. the Blades of Chaos, the chain blades that swing from his arm. Yes, that are like permanently affixed to him because he now is a servant of the God of War, Ares. And then, yeah, and then then Ares tricks him into killing his own like wife and kid. It's pretty (laughs) messed up. Yeah. And... Here, here's kind of what I like about God of War too, is that it's basically one of the few times where I think Greek mythology is actually de- depicted more viscerally than it, you know, is what is actually stated. You know, it's like they took Greek mythology and they cranked it up to 11, you know, like, yeah. cause some messed up things happen in Greek mythology. So <laughs> it kind of makes sense the story when you when you kind of look at it from that perspective. It's like, well, it is Greek mythology. You know, people are eating babies and all kinds of crazy things happening. You know, like yeah, um, wasn't it like Atlas? I think in one of the games, he he eats the babies of the gods. Like that was the the deal that he had. I don't, I don't know, sort of worked out with the gods that he didn't want any more gods, so he just ate the babies. <laughs> crazy. Um, so. I played this game before. I think it it was probably rented at Blockbuster. I don't think I ever purchased it, but I remember being with a friend. We were at a Blockbuster and I remember the first time I saw the game box at, at, uh, at Blockbuster and my buddy, Tony comma, the creator, <laughs> he pointed that box. He says that game right there. Cause we're, we're like, you know, 15 at the time. He's like, that's like the newest, best most badass game and i'm just looking at the cover and i'm just you you ever get that feeling like you just look at the cover like what could you i know nothing about the game but i hear that that game is cool and i can see the cover that was that was me with goldeneye on the n64 was like i don't know but i think i'm gonna buy it (laughs) (laughs) and it was one of the best decisions i've made in my entire life (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You, 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 you've like your wonderment, you go in completely blind and it's amazing. (laughs) It's just so cool. Um, so that's kind of what happened with God of War. I don't think I was really good enough to finish it. My, my buddy, my buddy, Tony, he, uh, he finished it for me. I guess I'll watch the ending. I think I got a fair bit through the game. 
but yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it is a pretty linear experience. Um, that's my only real gripe with it because it's kind of like you play it from start to end and at the end it's like, Hey, you want to try hard mode or God mode as it's called? And I'm like, not really, <laughs> no, I'm done. You know, like that was, that was enough for me. I never, I didn't go through the game thinking like, Oh, that wasn't challenging enough. You know, like it, yeah. it felt, I think just right or good. Um, but yeah, what, what, uh, what's your, so this was the first time you played. Yes. I, uh, the game, you know, I knew that it existed, but it really wasn't on my radar at the time. Um, the only reason I was playing my PS2 at all around this time period was, uh, Guitar Hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was, I was doing a lot of PC gaming at the time. So yeah, didn't play it, but in this playthrough, my only playthrough, I really loved the combat and also the music I feel like was really great for the game. It, it fit the experience very well, but I did like, I, I really loved that the combat really supported button mashing if you wanted to, yeah. or you could also learn the combos and the combos were really effective against certain enemies. And Overall, the upgrade system, I feel like, wasn't too bad, but I really didn't use the magic much unless I really had to against a specific enemy type. Yeah. Like, I I feel like the combat was just so much fun to use the the blades. Mm-hmm. Like, that even, even when you're able to get, like, that other, the sword, I yeah. barely used it. Oh, I, I really like the sword. I, I, um... I had maxed out both the blades and the sword. Um, so the, basically I use the sword like, Oh, I'm having a hard time with this battle. I'm going to switch to the sword and see if I do any better. And really the sword has kind of less combos, um, but it hits a little harder. Um, so there are a few combos, but it's not like the same as the blades of chaos, but it just, yeah, I see it, by the time the, by the time that sword is introduced, like a bunch of the combos were already like ingrained in yeah. how I was playing and certain things that I was doing and the way that I was playing. If I did, th- if I used those buttons or that combination, it just didn't do anything. So mm-hmm. it was like, all right, I'm going to go black, go back to the blades of chaos. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Yeah, I so I didn't really use many of the abilities until like towards the end of the game where it's that like demon one where they come out and fight for you. I started using that magic a lot towards the end of the game because it yeah. was just like there were so many enemies around that it it became very useful to do that. Yeah. My bone to pick with the magic just in general, because I always put my experience into the blades first. You know, I get oh, yeah. those upgraded as soon as possible. The problem with magic is that you um, you can only cast a couple spells and then you, you're... Yeah. I, um, I think I collected all the Phoenix Feathers, so I had a maxed out like magic bar and I just, I still felt like I could only cast a couple spells and a lot of times I was given a choice, health or magic, I needed the health. So there yeah. would be long stretches of the game. I'd have no magic and, and those upgrades wouldn't be doing anything for me basically. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I didn't find the value in most of the magic in mm-hmm. the game. Right. 
overall, I feel like the level design was great. I enjoyed most of the puzzles and, you know, upgrading the blades to the max level almost felt OP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At um, some point I felt like I upgraded a little too early and I was yeah. like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, again, the combat was super fun. Uh, some of the puzzles, like the moving platforms of the spinning blades, like in a fixed period of time or the move the box around two corners in 20 seconds or less, or you get spears up your butt. Yeah. Like, or climb the blady spinny mountain puzzle. Like those were obnoxious kind of, <laughs> those are the ones that like, was like, I functionally understand how to do this. It's just like, there's something in like Kratos's hand hit box that like, so, like a the, the, the furthest point pixel somehow grazed the yeah. edge of a pixel of the blade that like the hand doesn't look like it got anywhere near it. But then I like, you know, get hit five times on the way down, going down that bladey's spinny pillar. Yeah. And in, um, in Hades towards the end of the game, you have to yeah. climb a spinning spike wall. And yeah, that was no fun. It took me it, probably a good solid five or six attempts to get to the top of uh, particularly the second one, the second yeah, there, there were, there were a few, cause I think you end up having to go through those obstacles, like at least four times, like mm. not all at the same time, yeah. but like there were a few that I had no problems with. And then I was just stuck on one and it just like, I was able to keep my cool during all of it, but it was just like, wow, again, I have to try this now, like for the 10th time, getting all the way to the top, basically just to get knocked all the way back down. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so that, but, oh yeah. And, and that like platforming with that very specific amount of time to get back to, it's like, it's like right before Hades, it's like the moving platforms yeah. across this chasm with the blades that are also going at different speeds, like in between those platforms. So you yeah. have to jump all the way back, hit the button and then go all the way across and then try to run back inside of the room before the door closes. And speaking of the camera, and this is at the architect's tomb is what you're thinking of the yes, entrance. Thank you. So once you get sort of the doors open, it's kind of like a three part puzzle puzzle but the, yeah, last, the puzzle itself isn't bad i just didn't yeah. like the platforming part of it <laughs> and speaking of the camera it doesn't help is because when you're trying to get back to the button where those platforms are you know that are you know basically uh, with periodic spinning blades going by um you have to sort of crash bandicoot it and like run yeah. at the camera right and yeah it's <laughs> so <laughs> it's a little easier going back but still like not fun you know not fun wait did i Oh, I think I said that to you in a text about yeah. it feeling like Crash Bandicoot also. Cause I was like, I know that I wrote something about it feeling like Crash Bandicoot sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And actually I didn't get it until right now. Cause you said Crash Bandicoot, but that running yes. at the camera thing. Yes. Now I get what you mean. I thought you meant yeah. just like the trial of air and error of no, dying. That, <laughs> that spot specifically 
felt like heavy Crash Bandicoot influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I like that there was variety though. Like the, some of these parts were painful, but a lot of them there's kind of like sure. this is the one time you have to do this. And yeah, no, I mean you know don't get me wrong. Like even though I was kind of annoyed by those, I still think the game was great overall. Yeah. And like once I got past those sections, I'm like, well, I'm glad I never have to do that again. <laughs> yeah, and I, exactly. And I, I, you know, you you save your game. You're like, oh. That at least that's past. We're we're done with that. And I think I think that's kind of what the devs wanted. They wanted you to choke just a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, I I didn't really ex- expect going to Hades or the additional story bit at the end, like mm-hmm. right after the final fight. And I also didn't expect getting to go to Mount Olympus so you can save again, like after the big fight with uh with Ares. And then actually get to sit on the throne. Like, yes, you get to take your place as the God of War. And, and it's kind of like, aha, that's why the game is called God of War. <laughs> like, you, yeah, you become the God of War, right? <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, overall, my impression uh, before we, you know, break things down a little bit is this is an amazingly fun game. Um, I'm very glad that we played it and I'm happy to have finally played my first God of War game to completion and I look forward to playing some more in the series. But yeah, I I can't believe that it took me this long to play this game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I feel like, I feel like the combat and everything, like even the visuals, I feel like they hold up very well to today's standards. Like sure, it's a PS2 game. But it is a great looking PS2 game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that maybe the character models aren't super detailed, but like everything is, I mean, mean, yeah, it, it runs proficiently well. Yeah. It runs at 60 frames for a second, you know, give or take, you know, here and there. But, um, it, I, you don't, there weren't really any loading screens. Of course, there were some, definitely some hallways and passages that you go through. I think I saw one brief loading screen that showed up for like a second. It just said like loading and then it was gone. Um, oh, and it I was, I don't even know if I saw that. It was, it was one of those situations, I think, where you were, um, it was basically like I was in one big massive area and I transitioned to another big massive area, kind of like you would expect like, okay, this is where it needs to load. Um, but yeah, it was just like, again, like a one second load, like, Hey, just give me a second. (laughs) So unloading one area, loading another. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, so a lot of hallways and passages, so I didn't, I didn't notice any loading and they do some interesting things with, um, the LODs or, um, like LODs stand for like load, um, like low detail object at distance or something like that. I forgot what, what that actually stands for, but basically like if you, um, like the, uh, the rings, you know, like the rings where you have to like rotate yeah. things around. You can see very far in the tunnel, which is kind of like a couple rooms, but they sort of replace it with like a painting. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I noticed it's that a texture. when you're, yeah, when you're running through, it's a flat image representing what that hallway looks like. And then yeah. when you get close enough, it actually loads in the yeah. hall. And like, you see that there's a little bit of a, like a difference and like a little bit of a transition there, mm-hmm. but 
I thought it was really clever the way that they did that for, you know, with, with the limitations they were working with. You know, and I think it's something that's more noticeable on modern displays, whereas I think you would have noticed it a lot oh, less yeah. on, you know, uh, uh, CRT display yeah, or something like, like the that. fact that I'm, that, that I was upscaling it onto my 55 inch TV <laughs> that I'm only a few feet away from. Yeah. I can like really scrutinize the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad you played it too. And I I hope I hope that maybe I hope that maybe like I mean the next one I can't recommend God of War uh, 2016 like enough. I really want you to play that game. Oh, like, I I own it and I, I know. Th- like playing this has made me want to play that even more. Yeah. Um but since I got my shiny new Xbox, I'm probably not going to be playing that that yeah. soon. But I but my my desire to play that game has definitely grown since okay. I've I've played this. Good, good, yeah. Because I feel like, especially if you played the first game, um, it primes you very well for that game. But we're not going to talk about that game. We're not talking about it right now. But okay, it's just um, yeah, it's 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 really good. I'm really excited for when that happens for you. <laughs> Uh, it's well, me too. It's the, it's the perfect game I call. It. And, and when I say perfect game, I just mean that I have no complaints about it. Like, you know, so. Okay. All right. So, um, you want to talk about the music? Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't have anything long and drawn out to say about it other than I enjoyed it. I feel like it fit the game very well. Yes. Um, I don't have like, as I'm trying to think back to it, I don't have like a specific track or anything that's standing out in my mind. It just, the, it helped the game feel very cinematic. And I feel like I, I really actually enjoyed their cinematic camera. Um, (laughs) most of the time, I don't think I would say that I enjoy that type of fixed camera. Um, that you like end up running towards or away from, or like to the side, like, but I, you know, I, I feel like they did such a good job with it in setting the scene that I feel like that coupled with the music, it, I don't know. It's very well executed. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't really have too much cries with the camera. There's only a couple things where I like make a jump and then the camera like switches mid jump. And I'm like, okay, that was, it's, it's yeah. really hard when you do that camera. Like, um, but yeah, just gotta I, commit. Yeah. I, I think that it does a good job showing off the game, um, you know, in this, in the scenes. So, you know, and, and sort of panning the camera out for, you know, to add scale. So when it wants to emphasize scale or, or panning the camera in and zooming close, it, it always felt right, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, as far as the music though, yeah, it, it has a very sort of repetitive sort of like dun 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 dun, like (laughs) all the time, you know, that kind of goes over and over again. Dun 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 dun. (laughs) Like it it sort of does that over and over again throughout pretty much the whole soundtrack. I mean, there's definitely some areas where it's sort of more calm and sort of maybe when you're in Poseidon's challenge in the water and things like that, it sort of changes a little bit. Um, You know, sort of a softer orchestra 
soundtrack, but yeah, this is, this is, has to be like one of my favorite, like game orchestra soundtracks. Like it's really good. It's like, and it does get me sort of like kind of pumped up and excited, um, during, you know, different parts of the game. But other than that, it's not the most varied, like, or, you know, it's pretty recognizable when you hear it, but it doesn't change a lot. So, well, again, if I can find the the soundtrack easily and I'm able to easily add some music from the game, I will place it here. you didn't hear anything i'm sorry (laughs) find i didn't find it but you know it worked out last time we'll see we shall see i i had to buy i had to buy the costume quest soundtrack oh no to to put some of the music in there so it's okay it was five bucks okay and i didn't i didn't have to buy a costume quest it was free so okay well there you go here tim schaefer take my money Um, all right. Well, anything else on the music? I don't think so. I want to talk, you know, I want to say stuff, but, uh, no, it's, I mean, you can say stuff. I just like, like, I don't know what I'd say. It's, it's, I've already <laughs> kind of said everything. That's, all right. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, character wise, I don't know if I have a lot to say about some of these non enemy characters, but one thing that I do want to point out that, uh, that, that we learn about Kratos other than what, you know, I've already said, and you've already said, I didn't get until they completely explained it in the game, why his skin is so pale white. Yeah. It's because it's covered in the ashes of his dead family. That's terrible. The family, his family that he was forced to kill. (laughs) 
Yes, and is very metal, very Greek mythology. <laughs> I think that is sort of terrible, a man. Of it. it is terrible. Um, uh, Though actually, now now that I am thinking of some of the characters, I did think it was kind of cool and interesting the way that you get introduced to some of the gods and the way that they help you along your quest to mm. vanquish Ares as Ares is taking, you know, as, as he's wreaking havoc on Athens, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming up to those like portals and then their faces <laughs> all cover the door and like, here, Kratos, here's whatever thing I'm going to give you in your quest to like, here's your magic from me. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a, a really interesting way to to go about that and i kind of liked it uh yeah and it i guess i I wanted to say um kratos's sort of relationship with the gods like future games sort of go more into detail about like the backstory of kratos this one sort of glosses over some things or maybe it was supposed to be simple at the beginning and then they just decided to make it more complex later with future games but sort of like kratos has some red markings on him as well which are actually tattoos but similarly he i guess he has a birthmark also that is kind of in that same pattern but it's sort of like blotchy and not sharp and things like that so he I, he got a tattoo later and um so aries was really willing to help kratos in the beginning of sort of this adventure because uh, there was a prophecy about a marked warrior helping him defeat the gods or something uh, but, okay but prophecy sort of misread because uh you know it didn't he didn't see the part where he he dies Ares actually dies by hands of Kratos so um <clears throat> and and the whole thing which is which is actually kind of interesting like why Ares tricked Kratos into killing his family there's like this scene at the end that's very cool and, and it basically said I wanted uh, Ares tells Kratos I did that because I wanted to make you a stronger warrior. And yeah. Kratos responds, you succeeded and kills yeah. him. <laughs> like this. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, awesome. well, hats off to you, man. You did a bang up job. <laughs> yeah. Now you're dead. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So as, as unnecessary as it was for, yeah, family to die. But, but yeah, we got, we got the gods. We got Athena who, kind of pops in every now and then to give you advice. Athena, you know, is kind of helping you uh, take out Ares because Ares is sort of attacking, basically um, attacking Athens, attacking the gods, sort of just wants to take over. There's a, there's the village Oracle who's like topless for some reason running around <laughs> in, in the early game that you have to save. Oh, that um, was, that was the Oracle. Okay. Yeah. There was, there was an Oracle Oracle Wait, that you had to save. That the was old like, Oracle. No, no, there was a, there, there's, there's, um, there's two technically Oracles, but there's, oh, okay. there's the Oracle you have to save in the beginning. Who's like falling and she's like, help me Kratos. And you have to like climb the wall and yeah, yeah, run yeah. around and, yeah, she's not really wearing a shirt. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> like, I'll help you, boob lady. Yeah, exactly. Who sort of helps you and tells you that you need to go get Pandora's box in order to Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a there's an old oracle too that sort of is like Ares in disguise, apparently, that like 
basically tried to get Kratos not to go into this temple and kill his family. Um, but then she's got an evil laugh after she's like, ah, ha 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 complete like <laughs> my plan. Anyway, something, something dark side. Yeah, there you go. Something, something complete. <laughs> so you're not even trying anymore. Are you? <laughs> anyway, um, um, the grave digger. Now, what did you, what did you think of this character? That little sort of clever interaction. Um, yeah, you like, he, he's there and you have like this almost nothing of an interaction with him at first. And then like full circle, you come back and he's like been digging that for you the whole time to come back yeah. from, uh, from Hades. Right. He tells you that in the beginning. He says, I'm digging a grave. This one's yours. I'm I'm not done yet, though. It's going to take a little while. And you're like, what? Like, all right, you old man, I'll show you. And then you go off and... All right, you crazy old kook. <laughs> and you go through the whole game and then, Don't yeah. you go dying on me. And then sure enough, you know, Ares um, throws a pillar like a javelin because he is somehow... Dude, that caught me off guard so much. Yeah. I really did not... Exp- I did not see that coming. And I was like, oh, what? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, at some point, Ares kills Kratos. And then you sort of work your way through Hades, climbing this sort of like bone platforms and spinny spike columns and um and then there's a rope and you grab it and you climb it and you come out of your grave and so another um youtube video i was watching they don't exactly say who the grave digger is but um he did say something like the gods are looking out for you um or there's more than one god looking out for you or something like that yeah. so the the implication that it's it's actually Zeus that's helping you out because uh, he's the, he's the only one that's not pictured in this game like um anyway so um kind of kind of interesting there yeah um there's a few other characters that aren't really shown here um that aren't, aren't, aren't very important. Like the body burner guy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, do we want to talk about enemies? Yeah. Um, and this will be all just the, the common enemies. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we have our, our garden variety undead legionnaires. <laughs> Got some undead archers. Yeah. The Minotaurs, which we already spoke about, and that quick time event of having to to shove your blade through their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it is probably the most annoying quick time event, but it is very satisfying. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we got we got the Cyclops, the big old guys, the Harpies. Oh, the Harpies. Uh, they weren't too bad. Yeah, mostly actually. like flies. That uh, you know. Yeah. For the most part, you know, if you're doing your combos or you're holding, what, R1 and then pressing square and doing that little spinny attack, mm-hmm. um, you're you're pretty safe from them. The wraiths. Um, I think they're the ones that have, like, the big, they look like combs on their back, giant comb, like, they're, they're like, okay, the, yeah. yeah, the stronger legionnaires. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Um... Gorgons, human-sized green reptilian creatures. That's right. Those guys. Yeah, the the Medusas, basically, was we used to call them, even though you 
do kill Medusa early in the end. It's the first Gorgon that you actually oh. fight because you get her head and. Yeah, those those I wasn't a big fan of, but I did find that as long as I was like hitting the right stick and dodge rolling, if you're dodge rolling, they never turn you to stone. Yeah, that's the most threatening thing is if they turn you to stone and then you get attacked while you're in stone and you can't wiggle your little quick time event, yeah. wiggle the stick back and forth to break Dead. loose. Yeah, they'll it'll they'll just kill you. It's an instant kill. Yeah, just a one hit. But, I, that happened to me exactly once. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm never letting that happen again. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I um I'm glad you figured out the stick thing because that's that's exactly whenever they're you know unless I'm very close to killing them I just start rolling and doing a yeah. uh what 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 are they called like just cartwheels around yeah. <laughs> flipping back and forth basically so parkour parkour <laughs> parkour um all right after the gorgons we have sirens uh, let's see. Do I remember dressed in flowing white tunics? Oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah, they float around the desert of lost souls. Yeah, and you have to fight some at the yeah. end of the desert. They, yeah, so you only see them in that one place. They're they're not too bad. Yeah. Um. Oh, the goats, the satyrs. Yeah, satyrs. Yeah, satyrs. Satyrs. Yeah. yeah, those those um really interesting. For some reason, they always seemed like a very like Egyptian style enemy, I thought. Um, but I mean, they're, yeah, they, uh, Oh yeah. Those guys, they have these giant, like dual bladed blades and they, they sort of swing around like a baton sort of. And they're they're sort of a pose that they'll take where they're actually balancing on their, on their staff. Oh yeah. It does look cool. And if you attack them, they'll, they'll immediately counter. So you kind of like want to leave them alone when they're in that position. Eventually they'll hop down. So, uh, so yeah, those, those guys, yeah. One of the more dangerous enemies in my opinion. So, um, let's see centaurs. They're normally like, there's, there's a lot, I mean, they're cool. I'm glad that they're there, but they're kind of just, you just kill like lots of them. They're not very yeah. hard. They just take lots of hits. They don't block very well. Yep. And then the Cerberus and the Cerberus <sighs> seeds. So the, the seeds are the little puppy versions of them that, that if you don't, if you don't take care of those and get rid of them quickly, they will turn into a full-sized Cerberus. Yeah. And then you've got like six of them around you, which is a bad time. <laughs> For some reason, they remind me of Pokemon. Like you've got the pre-evolved form, the Cerberus. Oh, seeds, yeah. And then they turn into the Cerberus. It's just, um, yeah, the, the Cerberus seeds, they still take some hits too. Like, and the Cerberus aren't yeah. that bad, but once you get a couple of them on you, it becomes like, seemingly impossible to fight your way out of it. So it's, you you definitely like you're punished for whenever the Cerberus seeds were on screen, I would did everything I could to make sure that they died first. Yeah. Well, and, um, because I, I did end up using a guide for parts of the game. And then, um, I was reading the guide at one point, uh, through IGN that was saying that the Cerberus seeds, if you, grapple them and that's their final kill or sorry. And that, that interaction is like the final thing you need to do before they die. Um, they always restore your health. 
Oh, like they always give you health. So I always looked at those as like, oh, good. I'm low on health. I need one of those to pick on so that I can kill it and get health from it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Neat, neat little. This game's got secrets and tricks and all that. So, yeah. So, yeah, th- those are all the, the standard enemies. Uh, any of those that you had fun fighting against in particular? Um, yeah, it, it, there, there are just like most of them aren't really a problem, but we talked yeah. about the Gorgons that require sort of more attention. Those are ones that I would kill first um, because oh, I don't want to get turned into stone. And, um, and I, I think that's, and uh, we, we talked about, I talked about the Cerberus seeds, like that's where the strategy of this game comes from. It's kind of like, okay, I've got a lot of enemies here. Um, what's, what's my, how do I want to handle this? <laughs> you know, yeah, you definitely need to prioritize the enemies that are on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you need to sort of pick out which ones are sort of the more immediate threats and which ones you're okay with just dodging for a while. Um, so for me, like it, in the later game, it's kind of like kill everything and then deal with the satyrs because yeah. tr- trying to fight a satyr with smaller guys shooting arrows and stuff at you is just like infuriating. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, the satyrs are hard enough. They're, they're basically like a match. Um, so, and then there's a couple ports parts later in the game where you have to fight like uh, two or three at a time. And <laughs> yeah, they really kick my butt. Um, what what about you? Any particular enemies that? No, I mean you know once once you kind of figure out the way that you need to deal with all of them, none mm-hmm. of them, like, none of them feel like cheap to fight against. Yeah, like it it feels it feels pretty good overall. Yeah. But yeah, combat the combat in this game is great. Um, speaking of combat. I guess, uh, weapons and maybe the magic. We'll talk about those. Yeah. I mean, we, we've already mentioned most of it, but you know, we've got the blades of chaos, um, which like I mentioned before, I, I used those like 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, then there was the blade of Artemis. That was what I kept calling the sword that I didn't know the name of. Um, you know, especially the classic games, but like every God of War game has like an alternate weapon or alternate weapons for you to use, which okay. I, I think is really cool because you can, you can choose to prioritize those. You don't have to use the blades of chaos if you don't want to sort of, um, anyway. So I just think, I think that the blade of Artemis was a good way for them to start that tradition, but, um, the other games have some cool ones also. Cool. So I think, I think God of War two or, or chains of Olympus. I can't remember. It has like a gauntlet. It's a, like, it's really cool. It's just like going up punching things like a doom Cha- fist. Chains of Olympus. Is that the one on PSP is one of the PSP games. There are two PSP games. Yeah. So I, I, I think chains of Olympus I've played a little bit of, uh, prior to this playthrough of God of War. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's what I played while on Benadryl going to like the Dominican Republic or something playing okay. it on my PlayStation Vita. Okay. So, I didn't play much of it and 
I don't have, I don't have strong memories, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a good game. I played, that's the one I played through. I think I started ghost of Sparta at some point, but I didn't, I didn't finish it. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, and then there is one sort of extra weapon here called the blade of the gods, which is, um, after Ares takes away your blades of chaos, you have to sort of improvise and you grab a sword that was a bridge. You basically a bridge on a statue and it, it yeah. but it actually turned out it was a real weapon that was just kind of hiding in plain sight. Yeah, um, this was as the prophecy foretold. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, the, I hated that thing. The thing was not very good at no. killing Ares, but it, it, you know, at that phase in the fight, you've already got past the hard stuff, which we'll talk yeah. about in the bosses, I guess. So, Yep, and then magic-wise is Poseidon's Rage. The very, I think it's the very first thing you get up. It's kind of like lightning yep. that surrounds you. Uh, Medusa's Gaze that you get also pretty early on in the game so that you can stare Medusa's head towards enemies and turn them into stone. I only use that very rarely. Um, yeah, it but... was, it, it also was an incredibly rare thing. The The thing that I probably honestly use the most was because you kind of have to is Zeus's fury. So like yeah. when you're trying to get to different areas and you have to like climb across a rope and you're totally vulnerable and there's a bunch of archers firing crap at you. <laughs> yeah. Like that's when you have to use Zeus's fury. If you want to be able to, you know, cross that rope to go get, uh, whatever those, you know, to go get more health or to go get more mm. magic or to go get more, what's the red stuff? Souls. Um, the, the red st- Yeah. I think it's souls, but it's, it's your experience effectively. XP. Okay. So, um, and then lastly, we oh, have yeah, the army, army of, of Hades. Hades. Yeah. Which, um, you know, I have a, a little bit of a, I want to say one thing with Medusa's gaze, yeah. which I did use is, is sometimes if I just wanted, there was one big slow enemy left and I just wanted that one dead. Like say there was one minotaur coming at me and I, I couldn't take any hits from him. I would pull out Medusa's gaze, freeze him, and then just be able to kill him. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of nice. Um, now, Army of Hades. Now that was one that I almost never used in previous playthroughs or this time, but I got sort of stuck on the second phase of the Zeus fight or the Ares fight. And the second phase is where you're sort of, you're put, uh, Ares sucks you into a portal where to sort of drive you insane and, um, puts you back in the temple with your family, but oh, there yeah. are, are like Kratos clones coming out of the woodwork trying to murder your family. So you have to protect them and kind of fight off the Kratos. Oh my God. It took me probably more than 20 tries on normal. I was so frustrated and I, I was definitely like using my magic, like using Poseidon's rage. Cause I had had it fully upgraded at that point to try and just like anytime I needed a clear screen, but the problem with that spell is that it lasts just long enough to kill all your enemies and then they're gone and then new enemies are respawning. And by the time the spell releases you, you've got a whole new set of enemies that you could have been attacking like yeah. on you again. So um, I had some experience saved up like just because I had already maxed out my weapons. 
um, I decided just to, okay, we're going to try army of Hades. We're going to max this out. Um, yeah, cause man. I, I, I tried it once on level one and it didn't do the job very well, especially because there's a, there's a platform flying in the background and there's a Kratos on there, like shooting arrows or something like <laughs> at you. So you have to, the implication is that you have to use Zeus's fury to throw lightning bolts at him, but he's incredibly army hard to of hit. Hades, man. Yeah. Army of Hades once fully upgraded. That was a much better clear screen because yes, it I, was. yeah. So I could use that. It would kill the Kratoses and I could keep attacking or heal my family if I needed to. Cause you yes. press circle yeah. to hug your family yeah. and heal them. <laughs> so, uh, and it's, it's kind of funny. It says your family, but it's like your wife and daughter. I don't know. They didn't want to write that out. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So um, your family. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, okay, I got respect for army of Hades. That was cool. And at the higher level, they really kind of, they volley the enemies in the air for a while and keep them, you know, busy. Um, do you have anything on magic? I mean, no, I mean, I already said I used it sparingly. Um, except yeah, right, right at the fight that you were talking about army of Hades, that that's where it's at. That is exactly like what I was doing there too. I was like, all right, cool. Thanks. Hades. I don't know where else I would talk about this, but like I mentioned, I think I got all the Phoenix feathers and yeah. all the, the Gorgon eyes, which nice. Those are also, I guess, sort of items, which I don't think we have like an item. Uh, yeah, this we'll talk about items. Yeah. I collected all of them, I think, because I had an even number and it seems like the bars were went as far as they went. Like, I feel like if I had missed a couple, like, I don't think I missed exactly five because you need five to increase your, your bars. I mean, it's possible, but I felt like I stopped finding Gorgonize all of a sudden. And it seems like the health bar went up as far as it went. And then I collected Phoenix feathers to a point and then I didn't find any more of either. So there, there's this, did you find the muse keys? I'm curious yes. about this. This is under the relics. Okay. So yeah. The muse, I found both of them. And, and you use the fountains to increase your health and magic and all that stuff yes. too. Yeah. So I'm like that. I thought that was a cool little, it's an optional door and optional things to collect. But if you were exploring a little bit, I don't yeah, know. I just, I just found them like not using the guide at that time yeah. and was like, Oh, like I found the keys but then when I went back to the guide for something else, it was like, oh, if you have the two keys, go to this place. And I was like, oh, I do have the two keys. Let me go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of just a cool little thing, just a little side objective that yeah. I think really helps, you know. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I, I meant to check out a speed run of this game. Like I kind of wanted to see what they did with maybe like minimum health and, and you know, I don't know. It'd be, be kind of interesting. Cause I just, I feel like this game would have some interesting skips as far as sequence breaks or things like that. I don't know why, but Poseidon's trident allows you to swim. I thought that was kind of silly, but <laughs> it's like, Oh was, yeah. It just I mean, allows you to swim underwater, mm-hmm. breathe like, underwater. Yeah. To, and not have to worry about taking a big breath. Oh, interesting. There's alternate costumes I'm seeing here too, that I forgot about. There, there was one alternate costume. I don't know where, but they basically turned the, um, the Kratos like from, you know, white 
and red to white and blue at some point, which is just like a, okay. I don't know if, I think, I think that that was maybe an early concept of Kratos. They changed it to red. So interesting. I have to look up on how to unlock those costumes, but there's ways to do it. They're either cheat codes or things that you have to have to do. Um, chapters. Yeah. I mean, you know, any, anything, any levels in particular stand out as your favorites. Uh, if you click on it, it takes you to the IGN walkthrough that kind of lists each okay. uh, a chapter, so to speak. Yeah. So the, the agency, the opener, I thought that was a kind of a cool way to open the game, like in a very unique environment, you're sort of on these yeah. ships. Um, you have to fight the Hydra, uh, which we're going to talk about bosses, but, um, yeah, there, there's kind of a lot of places that you go. I really do like, um, I, I think I was a little, maybe initially disappointed when I played the game because I was like, uh, cool challenge of Poseidon. I'm going to go in the water, right? Well, when it first tells you're at channel, uh, uh challenge of the of Poseidon, you're kind of like, that's where they introduce the, uh, Cerberus to you. And there's some, I don't know, some, some puzzles you have to move. Like you have to take the guy in the cage. Who's like, Oh, let me out of here. And you got to go put him up oh, yeah. and, and burn him basically. Oh yeah, that's him. right. <laughs> so I, I made this note that like Kratos is a memorable anti-hero Cause that was a very yeah. moment. Like, look, I don't care about any of you. I need to get my, <laughs> my work done here. I have a job yeah. to do that, um, that. And then like, there's one guy I think you see early in the game he dies because of you. And then you come across him in Hades and he's like you again. Yeah. As you're like climbing up him and then you like kill him. It's, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't remember which one it was. I th- I guess it, I assumed that was him that you, you sacrificed him. But I, I was thinking, was that the guy that was holding, holding the bridge closed at some point? I, I don't know. Anyway, oh, maybe that's right. I, I, I didn't know which one. I mean, cause yeah, Kratos wronged a few people, I guess, you know, Oh yeah. Um, You just, you, and even the, you, even when you're like in, uh, in Athens and there's people running away, you can attack and kill the civilians. Oh yeah. I, I didn't intentionally do it, but I found out that, that it was possible. And they drop health. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, uh. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. So anyway, kind of as I was saying, I was sort of disappointed initially, I think, when I first played the game. But then there is a whole section where you're swimming through tunnel, tunnels and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a very Poseidon-like challenge, I guess, well, after after you get the uh, the trident. Yeah. Um, and then there's that room that's got the weird, the platforms that come up that you have to, you have to swim down to the bottom. And there's a little hole that you have to go inside the floor. It like drops oh, you through. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was definitely already looking at the guide. Yeah. So it it told me that so I didn't Oh no, actually no. I think that was one of the first No, probably not one of the first, but that was a place that I had to pull out the guide where I was like, where the hell do I go now? Yeah. It's like I, pointing in the water and I'm going in the water. I just wasn't going far enough. Yeah. I I did figure that one out or remember it or whatever at some point, um, which I thought was, I was, I guess I was proud of myself that I remembered that one. I was like, Oh, there's something with these platforms. That's not what they seem. So, um, yeah, there's just little clever things. And I just, I never really felt like I had to look things up. I think there was, 
you know, there, there's a few sequences in the game where they throw endless enemies at you, but you have to do something while those endless enemies are thrown at you. Like you can fight them all day. They're going to just keep spawning. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize like, I was like, damn, won't these guys ever stop coming? And then I was like, this must mean I'm not doing something I need to do. Yeah. There there is a thing early in the game with the harpies where you have to move the statues to cover the holes so they can't get through. But there, there are some times where I'm like, there's, I think in one of the Hades challenges where you have to kill the centaurs in, so that one's kind of like that. They, they will continuously, endlessly spawn, but you have to kill them in the circles, for example. Oh, yeah, that. So um, I, that, that, one, that one... That one I was fine with because I was like, there's got to be something with this circle while I'm yeah. fighting. I didn't realize for probably like at least six or seven minutes and my thumb oh, was already just like killing me. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> like, and, I, gonna... you know what? I, I probably got lucky in that. I killed one of them in there and I think I saw something change with that ring, like oh, filling yeah. up progress or something. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I, I just, Anyway, I just wanted to call out that, you know, Challenge of Poseidon, there's a lot of water that's sort of associated with that. And there's the uh, Challenge of Hades where it is very like kind of lava-y and there's like blood and things like that. I, I just, I thought that they themed those areas very well. Um, and the Cliffs of Insanity! <laughs> no, I mean the Cliffs of Madness. Yeah. I just, every time I saw, like, whenever I saw that come up, I was like, the Cliffs of Insanity! (laughs) Every (laughs) time. Pretty much. Um, But yeah, that's, that's really it. I mean, that's, that's all I, I, I I think it's kind of interesting because you could probably make comparisons to the Legend of Zelda, like how the progression of the game and how there's these temples, you know, that you sort of take on, but the, Pandora's temple is like a mega temple, you know, it's kind of like yeah. three mini dungeons, you know, it, there's something very grand about it. I just thought that was really cool. And then the architect's tomb was like a smaller other temple, I guess. So anyway, I just thought, I thought it was pretty cool, pretty cool. The like large scale, um, areas that you have dungeons that you have to go through. Yeah. I thought it was, thought it was very well done. Yeah. All right, what about bosses? Okay, we talked about those. So Hydra. Um, now Hydra is sort of uh, regarded as one of the best boss battles in the game. Um, I remember it being a lot harder when I was a kid, but uh, you just sort of have to kill the small heads too, and then or or sort of nail them down, and then yeah, <laughs> it, the it took me it took me a little a little bit to figure that part of it out. Um, but overall I, I had fun with that boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. I like, I thought it was like, there isn't there more to this? Cause I like killed the left head, killed the right head, climbed the mast and then killed the big head after being knocked down a few times. So I just thought that there was more to it. There was something about that if you didn't kill them in the right order or something that they would heal or come back. Or yeah. The, the timing, like. Yeah, so if you didn't knock out the head and then climb up the boxes and then on top of something else to then, I think, like, drive a spike or something through the head, Mm. um, if you didn't do that in the fixed amount of time that you had to do it, then you had to do the fight with that head over again. Oh, okay. 
So like, I didn't realize that I like it. I didn't see that I could go climb up to like the other side of things to get on top of the spike that would come down. So like, I just was like, okay, I knocked out one head. I'm going to go knock out the other one and then I'll climb up because that's probably what I'm supposed to do. Right. Right. Like, nope. I just kept getting knocked off and I was like, what the heck am I supposed to do? So I finally figured it out, but yeah, it it wasn't super obvious to me at first, but I'm sure, well, of course it'll be obvious to me now. I already figured it out anyway. <laughs> um, Medusa is a little interesting, they call it a sub boss. Um, yeah. It's just a pretty quick instance. Like you just have to kill Medusa. Like, and quick, her. there's Medusa, kill her. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I did it. What now? They're like, now you use your head and point it at people's faces and they'll be freaked out and they'll turn to stone. It's like, ew, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was clever too, though. If you tried to use Medusa's gaze on any of the other Gorgons, it totally didn't work. It, like, instead of like turning green, it turns red. Like, nope. <laughs> it's yeah. Ineffective. <laughs> Sorry, so. can't use this. Can't use that ability back on them. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted. So, um, Pandora's Guardian, sort of the Minotaur. I thought this was cool because, like, kind of leading up to this area, you have to go through a maze or a labyrinth. You know, kind yeah. of like the the story. And um, what what is it? Um, uh, what is it? Odyssey or what? What's the, what's the uh, Homer's Odyssey or something like that? I forgot what the. Anyway, it's in the book. It's in a book somewhere. <laughs> you go through the uh, the uh, labyrinth, killing all the enemies, so you could proceed forward. Um, and then, yeah, you end up fighting this giant. I thought it was a mecha sort of minotaur, but it's just sort of a minotaur in, in army. Or no, excuse me, armor. Yeah, I get why you thought it was a like a a mecha one because I also thought that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you kill it pretty brutally. You drive a spike through it eventually and sort of nail it to the wall. <laughs> it's like foreshadowing for how you're killed. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Um, but I did like at the end of the game, how there's sort of like a monument at the, like, sort of like, these are Kratos conquered enemies. You know, you've got the Minotaur and then Ares on the other side, <laughs> I just, I just thought it's cool. I, I just, I don't know why. I, I don't know why it's interesting to me why they decided to pick that one. It's like, Oh, this was your great adversary. And I was like, Oh, it's just a, another body on the trail, you know, yeah. but they, they decided to, it was significant of some sort. Um, yeah. Overall, I thought it was a pretty cool fight. Yeah. I, I kind of like how it's sort of multi-level. You you sort of get down on the lower level, you're fighting it, then you can sort of climb the stairs and you sort of fight until it's stunned and then you can shoot a bolt into its uh, its armor to sort of yeah break off the armor. Yep, break off the armor until you're able to shoot another bolt at it and mm-hmm. stick it to the wall. And then uh, finally we have Ares. So that's the final boss. The God of War himself. Yeah. And which I, I thought was really cool. I, I liked, you know, the voice acting. I liked the uh, character model, like sort of how his hair is like flaming and his yeah. beard. And I, I, I don't know. It just <sighs> reminded me of a character from like that I would see in a movie or something. It seemed pretty, really good motion capture, I guess. Um, yeah. 
you know, three phases, you sort of, um, fight seemingly battling for health. Like as he's damaging you, he seems to be healing, but if you're damaging him, he's giving you health as you're going along. That also took me probably like 10 or 15 tries. I had a hard time with that. And, and part of it is because there is a quick time event at, um, sort of to finish the first phase. Oh Yeah. And you have to mash circle, like circle, 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 circle. And then at some point, yeah, it just does a quick move and it switches to another button. And if you press circle, when that other button shows up, you fail. Yeah. Aries gets some health back and you have to fight to get, that you was know, super frustrating. Uh, that, that took me like three tries of getting to that point. <laughs> yeah. You finally get to that point and then it's like, Oh, just kidding. You know how you're mashing one button, mash another one. Yeah. It's like square, 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 triangle. But it's also it's... not predictable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You couldn't, if it, if I knew that it was going to be square, I, I would have been able to do it. Probably no problem. As soon as I yeah. see Kratos do a suplex or whatever he's going to do to Aries at that point. So then you do, he gets ready to do his stone cold stunner. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh and then you um you you fight the doppel the Kratos doppelgangers, uh save your family, and then it looks like Ares is gonna give the punishing, you know, finishing blow, but then uh Kratos runs away and grabs the uh blade of the gods and you fight it out one more time and it's really again a, a more tug of war like yeah as your, you know, health increases, Aries will diminish and vice versa. So, but you can't block as well. It's <laughs> seemingly, yeah. and you don't have any of your magic spells. It's like, so. here's a new weapon that you haven't ever fought with and your combos don't work. Have yeah. fun in the final fight. Yeah. Um, in the first phase, there's this thing where, um, I was kind of proud of myself because Aries jumps up and he starts to like throw rocks at you from above. And I was like sort of dodging for a while, but then I realized I'm like, I have Zeus's fury. I can just shoot him down. (laughs) Sure enough. You know, as soon as he gets in the air, if you shoot him, he'll fall to the ground and you can sort of wail on him. But anyway, it's just, uh, it kind of forces you to use your spells a little bit. Yeah. I think I was still using, uh, the, army of hades oh really (laughs) honestly i just kept using that like once i had that i was like cool this is the only magic i use now (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's pretty effective because it also works like zeus's fury the souls will go after faraway enemies too yeah so it was really i don't want to say op but it was very powerful but yeah it's 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 the most op magic that's in the game (laughs) yeah especially once you're closest to yeah. So, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's really it. That's God of war. I'm, I'm really happy. W- I went back and replayed it, even though it definitely isn't as fun as playing modern God of war games. It definitely, I had a good time with it. It's like, it's not as balanced. Yeah. So I mean, I had a great time again. I'm super stoked. We played this. I'm glad I finally got through it. And, uh, look forward to playing the the new god of war games at some point yeah it's like oh man i i just i love the you know 2016 god of war i just it reminds me of playing a souls game but the parries are actually like fair like you can kind of spam the parry button and get your parries like you don't have to be it doesn't it doesn't punish you for 
you don't have to be laser precise with your dodges or, or parries. It just, it feels like, Oh, this is dark souls, but it's balanced. <laughs> so anyway, I just, it, it's, it's so good. And so many similarities, um, you know, just that, that I noticed between the two games that I didn't think were staples early in the series. Just, I, I think I mentioned a couple of these before, just when you approach health in the first game, it shows your health bars. Like normally it hides them, you know, when you're not, um, in combat or something like yeah. that, but it's so you can make a decision whether you want to, you know, sort of unlock health or magic. Um, it's kind of the same way in God of War Odes before you find, pick up this health, it'll show you your health bar. Yeah. I just, a lot of really Spartan rage is still a thing. We didn't talk about that, but when Spartan you click this, when you click the sticks in, you become invincible. Oh yeah, for a little while. that's right. That was fun too. That was really good for where like I just want these enemies to die and I don't yeah. want to fight them. <laughs> I'm just like I'm tired of fighting you guys. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, you get unlimited magic when you're in Spartan Rage too, and that's really nice. Oh yeah, that's when I was also really spamming Army of Hades. Yeah, just over and over again. <laughs> It's awesome. like, I don't even need to fight. This was just my unlimited magic trick. But yeah, God of War 18, excellent story. A, a stupendous voice acting. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just going to shut up and you'll, you'll play it when you're ready. So I definitely will. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anything, anything else about God of War before we go back? I don't, you know, I don't think so. I, I, I just want to say if, if I'm, I'm recommending, you know, God of War is a good one to play if you haven't played any of the classic God of War games, but God of War 2 is probably a more balanced experience. Like it's probably a little bit more leveled out. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to say. Like if you really, if, if story is important to you, play God of War 1, but if it's not, play God of War 2. So, or you can just play it on easy like I did and just yeah. have a screaming good time. Yep. There you go. So nothing. nothing. I kind of wish I did that. I don't know why my pride wouldn't let me for some reason. <laughs> I just, so I, I looked up ahead of time cause I was like, I wanted to make sure it didn't do the thing where like you get a crap ending or you get less of the game when you play on easy. Yeah. When, like when I saw that it verified that like, no, everything is going to be the same. I was like, cool. I'm just mm-hmm. going to play on easy. Yeah. Cause I just want to have fun. And you and did. Just, yeah. And I did. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, should we get the heck out of here? Let's do it. Let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived back to present day, which again is the past for you, listener. It is December the 1st, 2022. Back from a very fun trip to 2005 for the release of God of War. And I've said it like 15 times, but man, that's a fun game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not lying. Um, all right. Well, now is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been playing. And because there was a holiday in there and yeah. I basically had four days off and had my Series X at this point already, I played a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go in super depth on most of it. Um but yeah, just want to want to mention the things I've been playing. So I did play a little bit of Overwatch too. Um, really, how much I'm playing Overwatch has diminished quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it has to do with the Battle Pass because I was like, 
Uh, all right, well, I'm almost to level 80 on the battle pass, so I guess I'll just play some and finish that level 80 grind. And as soon as I did, I've stopped playing and I haven't gone back. Oh. So I'm like, I'm like, mm, I think the battle pass system is ruined Overwatch for me. Cause I just, I don't like to, I don't like a game to feel like a checklist item that I need to complete today. Like I got to do my dailies. Yeah. I, I know the feeling. So anyway, played some of that, had an okay time. Uh, Proteus. So Proteus, mm. I know that I played the, when it, when it was in game preview last year, well, this this is the full 1.0 release, and it is available on Xbox consoles. And holy crap, man. Proteus is so much fun. Like, it's, it's Doom 3. If Doom 3 wasn't the Doom 3 that we know that, like, that it is. Like, it's, it's still sprite graphics with like ray tracing basically it's beautiful it's gory as hell it really looks and plays like doom one and two i really like i can't recommend it enough like it is such a great time and i unlocked the super shotgun and (laughs) the game was the game was amazing before that I think I'm I think I'm getting close to the end of the game now. And uh life with the super shotgun is amazing. I also have the plasma gun now. Mm. It's got like a weapon unlock system that you can use and like after you connect or like collect ore throughout the levels. Dang, super fun game. So it's on Game Pass if uh folks want to check it out. I think it's it might be on other platforms, but it's on Game Pass for PC and Xbox. Um way way fun uh also played some uh played some of a game called shredders it is a it's a snowboarding game that's i guess kind of like skate like in the fact that it uses both sticks and i've only played it for maybe 30 minutes or so um i really think it's very interesting and the bits that i have played so far have been pretty fun Mm. I will definitely go back to it, but it's it's probably the game that I have played the least out of everything. Well, close. It's a toss-up okay. uh, as far as the least goes. I also, uh, via Game Pass, played a... Oh, yeah, so Shredders is also on Game Pass, by the way. Most of these games that I played for the Series X um, were on Game Pass. So also there's a game called Chorus that I played that is a third-person spaceship shooter open world type game that once I customized the controls to my liking, it's really fun. It's, it is like a open world in space. Go pick up quite like side quests. If you want, there's a main objective. It's a really good game. At least from what I've played, I've played probably like an hour and a half of it or something. Um, but I'd, I'd recommend checking that out. Again, it's on Game Pass. Uh, played some Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga uh, with the updated Series X stuff. Also, it's coming to Game Pass apparently oh, in the really? month. Yeah, <laughs> in in the month of December, I'm pretty sure it it is coming to Game Pass. I think I just read that. I was gonna say uh, this one was not on Game Pass, but that's okay. Yes, but it's coming. It's the same fun game I finished 
Uh, I finished A New Hope and started The Empire Strikes Back, but didn't play a ton of it because I was bouncing around all kinds of things, like Detroit Become Human, not on Series X. Um, I, I played that with my partner on our game night, and she and I completed it. We beat Detroit Become Human, and nice. there was a lot of stuff in our story that only 2% of other people got that particular ending. Huh. My ending was really depressing, by the way. Oh. So, yeah. We, we might go back at some point to try to play through some of it again. Okay. To see what else we can unlock. Because I was, I was really calling a bluff that I thought something wasn't going to happen. And then it happened and it was terrible. Oh. And I was like, uh, well, that sucks. I bet that's going to alter the story quite a bit. So yeah, we finished that. And then I was really trying to see if we could start playing Stray before uh, my partner just went on this like week-long trip that she's on. Uh, but that did not happen. So I'm hoping by the next time we record, I will have played Stray some as well, because I really want to play that. Yeah, I, I do want to go back to that too. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, <clears throat> we, we we do want to, you know, do a game of the year show at some point here towards yes. the end of the year. So I, I definitely want to go back and get a better grasp of some of these newer games that have come out. So. That's also part of the reason I was like, I need to get through like as many games as I can. Like, I think I did something like this last year too, where it was like, crap, <laughs> yeah. I didn't play a lot of games from this year. So I tried playing some towards the end. Um, and then battlefield 2042, I played probably just a couple hours of not as much fun as, as uh, the previous battlefield games. Cause you, there's still no classes. Oh, and even though in theory 128 player matches sound great, it it feels a bit different. It feels quite a bit different with the scale of the maps. Huh. So I don't know. I'm I'm Are waiting for big? the <laughs> kind of. Oh, okay. I'm I'm waiting for the classes update before I go back and play anymore. But it's on Game Pass, like fully on Game Pass, not just the 10-hour trial. Okay. Um, so I was like, all right, well, that's that's fine. I have it, I have it downloaded because I know some other friends uh, of mine want to play it at some point. So, yeah, so that's ready to go. One game that is not on Game Pass uh, that I got during the sale on Xbox was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Mm. Holy crap, that is a lot of fun. <laughs> And it, it, it fixed something that Borderlands has been doing for a long time that's been annoying, where when you open a like, crate to get items out of it, if it's consumable items, it just automatically picks it up for you. You don't have to also, you don't have to press X to open the thing and press and hold X after it's opened to then pick up all of the stuff. Uh -huh. It just comes to you. Like it's, they've eliminated a button press of something that you were going to do anyway, which <laughs> nice. I, I'm really glad they did. Um, but overall the story is ridiculous. It's everything I would hope for in a Borderlands spinoff game starring tiny Tina. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun so far. And the very last thing that I've been playing also a game on game pass it is a very inexpensive game on PC. I'm sure it's also inexpensive to buy. Um, I slept on this game for a long time, and I'm kicking myself. A little game called Vampire Survivors. 
Mm, yep. Somebody, somebody, and it might have been you, nope, told nope. me, okay. It wasn't me. Somebody told me that I would enjoy this game. Like, somebody in our Discord, like, mm-hmm. probably months ago. And I just, I looked at a screenshot on Steam, and that's that was the entire basis of my like deciding to not play it was like, I couldn't understand what was happening from a single screenshot. So I was like, nah, doesn't look like it's a thing for me. Well, because it was on game pass, I was like, what the hell I'm going to download it. I have played, uh, a few hours now of vampire survivors and it's, I think it's a roguelike. Um, but it's, it's got, it kind of has shmup elements to it. Yeah. Bullet hell for sure. <laughs> like, well, kind of yeah, the, just, just the, the, the dodging and trying to not die element. Mm-hmm. Like that is very much what vampire survivors is. And you level up, like there's enemy, like however many enemies you kill, you know, you need to do more and more enemies per level, but they drop little things that you have to pick up that gives you experience so that you can level up. And when you level up, you have the opportunity to pick like a new weapon, upgrade a weapon that you already have or upgrade an ability that you have, like regain health or armor or whatever. This game is so simple, but I feel like it's so deep Mm -hmm. and it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> like I, there, there are just, there have been a couple of runs that things have just been like clicking and feeling super good. I almost survived for 30 minutes. I was like 29 and a half minutes and there's an achievement for surviving 30 minutes. I got to like 29 and a half minutes and just like got completely overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, check it out. Oh my yeah. God. It's so much fun. So why I said it wasn't me that recommended it is because I am actively avoiding this game um, <laughs> because I have heard, I've, I've watched some steam deck reviews and this game has come up a few times and that it is a good, great way to a great place to play. It is on the steam deck. Yeah. And I when I kind of looked at it and I saw like people were talking about how crazy addicting it is and how oh, yeah. it's sort of got this loop gameplay uh-huh. that you're sort of, those are dangerous for me. Like <laughs> I will play those for a long, I, I'm just like, I'm scared of how much gaming time I will lose to it. So that's why I'm actively avoiding. I have no doubt that it's a great game and it's, and I would have a lot of fun with it, um, but I'm like, there are other games I want to play though. Yeah. Like, no, that's, that's a good call. Cause like <laughs> it completely took my attention away from tiny Tina's wonderlands. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just like, it was like during the day, like during my work day. And I was like, I was like, I have like 15 minutes till a meeting and I'm not really going to do anything until then. So I'm like, let me, let me fire this up real quick. Like just to see what it is. Yeah. And <laughs> like, you know, I died within like five minutes or something. And I was like, Oh, that was fun. <laughs> and then like started my second loop <laughs> and then like got, you know, got a notification, uh, that, you know, the, the folks in my meeting were like ready. Cause like I, you know, they told me ahead of time, like, Hey, we're going to be late. So yeah, I got the notice. So I paused the game, shut off, you know, like shut the Xbox down, turn off my TV and everything. 
But then like, as soon as my work day was done, I was like, I got to go back. I got to <laughs> yeah. play some more. And then like, that's what happens. Like, ne- oh, okay. One more. Okay. One more. Yeah. That's one what more. I'm afraid of. Yep. Okay. One more. And yeah. And then it was like two hours later and I was like, holy crap. So yeah. Yeah, anyway. that's that's absolutely what I'm afraid of. And there's like stories I want to experience and games I want to finish. So I'm like, yeah, I guess. So don't touch Vampire Survivors right yeah, now, then. Maybe, if there's maybe. anything else you want to play, do not play that game. Yeah. I know it's very affordable, like two dollars or five dollars or something. Yeah, I think it, I think it was like two and a half or three dollars, and I think they I think they raised the price to five dollars. Yeah, there you go. Good on them. Yeah. Um, so what I've been playing, I, so apparently I thought I had played more. I had done a couple things. Like I tried firing up, um, pixel junk shooter on my steam deck. Cause I just wanted to see what that played like, but I didn't really play it. I played like a level. Um, and yeah, sure. It plays fine. It's a great way to play that game, but like, not, Hey, it runs, it runs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what I do sometimes. Um, and I've definitely purchased some games recently that I haven't fired up yet. And, um, so I've been playing two things. Um, I think I've told you about this game called death spank that I've been playing a little bit. Uh, it came out in 2011. I added a link so that you could get to it quickly on the steam page and see it. But, um, so it's a Diablo like sort of combat game where you sort of traverse this 3d overworld with your little character. And there's, you know, the, the characters aren't quite low poly, but they're just like, this was an Xbox live arcade PSN title when it came out. And so it was kind of simplistic in its graphics, but I think it's art style has aged very well because they sort of have these, like a lot of the foliage in the game is sort of looks like cardboard cutouts and things like that in the game. It's not, doesn't actually look like cardboard cutout, but it's like one dimensional. It's flat. Um, but I think that the way the sort of low poly and the, and the, sort of sprite like objects that they have in the game. I think the art style works really well. Um, it was designed by Ron Gilbert who did. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I know that name. And I just looked it up. I'm like, Oh, the monkey Island games. Yes. Monkey Island. Um, you know, uh, the cave, there's some other games in there. So there's some great humor like that's in the game and it's, and you play as sort of this sort of ridiculous vigilante hero. That's, you know, hero of the downtrodden or, you know, um, death bank. And he's after this artifact. Uh, it's a MacGuffin that does, that's very powerful apparently, but it looks like a piece of bacon or something like that. <laughs> anyway, so it, it doesn't matter. You're after it. You're at, so you're you kind of do go around doing quests like um, collecting um, lost items uh, that usually involves combat, like killing uh, small demons and grims, as they call them. I think they're like um, just little mobs running around there. Anyway, it's just like kind of. Um, it's kind of silly. There's a, there's a, there's a cow in there that's known as wise cow and Death Spank says, hello there. Like, <laughs> Oh, wise bovine or vote cow or something like that. It's just, it's silly. And I, I really like the dialogue and the voice acting. It's kind of fun and it's kind of mindless. Um, I really like how like you sort of like pick up all kinds of weapons that are sort of like wacky, like, like a, 
like a hammer with a boot at the end of it or, and, and it just, it does crazy, crazy things. You can map them to all the face buttons. So basically you can kind of customize your experience. Like, or do you want your crossbow on Y that equipped it to Y or whatever? Um, and definitely RPG mechanics, you level up, you get stronger, you find gear like Diablo that makes you okay. stronger. So yeah, I, I recommend it. It's kind of a game I wanted to play for a while. I fired up on PS3 a couple of years ago and the screen tearing was terrible. Like as soon as the game fired up, I saw screen tearing everywhere. I'm like, this looks awful. I'm not going to play this here. So um, I was like, I wonder if the Steam Deck will run it. And it's like the best. It's verified. It runs great. It's perfect. I think it's one of those games that might be hard to run on modern Windows systems, but because of the way that Proton works, it it doesn't really care. It's it doesn't have all the Windows 10 junk to get in the way. So yeah. Um, and then I've been playing God of War Ragnarok, a lot of it. And I I love it already because it's sort of like a continuation of God of War 2016. Like some time has passed in between the story. Like it seems like a few months, maybe a year. Um, but it kind of just picks up right where the story left off. And I, um, I, I, yeah, I like it. It's just so much bigger than 2016. So the areas are bigger. There's just more freedom. I really like what this game does in that you're going along in the story and it says, Hey, if we go over here, we can continue the story. But if we go over there, there's probably, there's the side quest. There's this other thing that we could go do and it probably would involve good loot. And I always choose the side quest option first, you know, That's just nice. really taking my time. Like I don't really care to advance the story. I'm just like, I just want to experience the game. Not, not that I'm collecting everything. I'm just collecting everything I can without like looking it up and having yeah. to like grind it out, you know? So yeah. just enjoying the game because it's probably gonna be a while before we get another one of these games, but <laughs> yeah, I just totally. want to want to enjoy it. And when I finish it, I want to feel like I put this game to bed, you know? So, and the story is really good. Sometimes I'm just like, okay. Um, I had some time off work last week and I would just like wake up and I was like, okay, I got to find out what's next. I got to find out what's next. <laughs> like, it's like, what's this character going to do when they see this character? Like, I, it, it seems like constant cliffhangers. Like, oh boy, something exciting is going to happen. So, um, so yeah. Awesome. It's a great, it's a great game. And I have also been playing a bit of next week's game. If you want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so the next game that we're going to be playing is Katamari Damasi for the PlayStation 2. What? Another PlayStation 2 game? Yes, another PlayStation 2 game, because uh, I kind of just wanted to play this game again. Yeah. I, um, I only beat it last year, I think, for the first time, and loved it, and was like, you know what? I just I want to play this game again, because it's silly, and it's fun. Um, so yeah, we'll be playing Katamari Damasi. And uh, there's also Katamari Damacy Reroll out there uh, for folks if they also would like to play along with us. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's, a, it's a great version. Yeah, the, the main difference with Reroll is I think there is, quote, fixed controls or, if, you know, a, an improved control scheme. 
Yeah, simplified um, controls. I think I saw in the menu. Maybe that's the one what they added, but. Yeah, and then also, um, I guess there is one song that has been removed from the soundtrack uh, from the PlayStation Two version that is no or that is not present in Katamari Damacy. And then I think also uh, one thing that I read that is different is all of the English language voice acting has been removed, and there is only uh, Japanese voice acting in Katamari Damacy reroll. Interesting. Okay. Well, I so, was going to try and emulate um, the original anyway, just to compare. So yeah. So it doesn't seem like they're oh, oh and widescreen. <laughs> yeah. Like sure. they're like so. There's not a significant difference between the newest version and the original. So yeah. I don't know which one I'm gonna I want to play because I know I played it on uh, Game Pass last time around, but it's no longer on Game Pass, and I did get it on the Switch on a sale. Um, so I may, I may play it on my switch or I may play the original on the PS2. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. I'm going to try and do a variety, but either way, I've been playing on the re-roll on the steam deck and it runs great. It's really sips power too. I was really impressed with that. Um, running at even 60 frames per second, which is rare because normally 60 frames is just a battery killer, but not in this case. So nice. Um, I was going to say something else about Katamari, but Oh, it, I was going to say it was on sale on steam. I got it for $7 on a steam sale recently, the autumn nice. sale, but Hey, you never know guys. It could be on the winter sale. So go ahead and wish list it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that, or, you know, you can wait until you hear what we have to say about it. Yeah. D- decide for yourself. Well, anything else before we mosey on out of here? Let's let's get out of here. I'm actually pretty sleepy. <laughs> yeah, me too. That not sleeping well last night. Um, I'm feeling pretty dang tired right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's hit that old dusty trail. Um, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there, and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. You can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com and you could subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and probably every other podcasting app out there. Uh, you can join us on Discord, follow us on Instagram, and you can still currently support us on Patreon. Uh, I'm saying that because I'm like, maybe I'm just going to get rid of the Patreon. Who knows? <laughs> okay, you're going to lose my money. So <laughs> It's okay. I never set up the bank account, so I've never had it to begin with. It's all no. just sitting there. <laughs> uh, come, jo- <laughs> come join us next time when we talk about Katamari Damacy. May your video games be fun. Bye for now. See ya.